For most of our online lives, our accounts are protected by a username and password. These protect the data that's stored in our accounts, including financial, personal, and pretty much anything we value both digitally and physically these days. Now, as there are many ways to achieve a goal, so too we've discovered over the years that cyber criminals are more than happy to expend the effort to hack into our accounts, everything from brute force attacks to outright stealing our passwords through social engineering techniques. Can we go passwordless? The quest for a passwordless authentication solution is forecast to reach about 53.6 billion dollars by 2023 to dispel the myth and mystery around passwordless authentication we are joined by jeff schomberg vice president for asia pacific and japan at ubico jeff welcome to podcast for future CISOs. hey thank you alan great to be with you today now before we dive into our topic perhaps you can tell our audience a bit more about what exactly is ubico all about Yes, Ubico. Uh, we provide authentication solutions. The company invented a product called the YubiKey, which provides very, very secure login and stops the number one problem that we have is username and password being stolen and compromised, causing all sorts of problems. So, so that's the company. It's officially started in 2007, but really got going in 2011 with a major project with Google. Please describe for us the passwordless security landscape as it is today. Let's start with a, the definition around passwordless. Passwordless authentication is any login process that doesn't require the user to enter a password. Pretty simple. But you know, there are examples of that that have been around, such as using a smart card, which using banking and finance and many government agencies, or if you get emailed a magic link to click on, you don't need a password. But that's not what we're talking about when we talk the term passwordless today. We're more talking about the FIDO2 standard, and that's something that we'll hear a lot more of. FIDO, that stands for Fast Identity Online, F-I-D-O. For those of you who are Latin scholars, will know that FIDO means trust. And when it comes to technology, Ubico, together with Google, back in 2011, we invented the first FIDO standard, which was Universal Second Factor, U2F. But that partnership has evolved and became a FIDO alliance where other security and tech companies like Microsoft and Apple and, and many others joined together to create a security standard or FIDO2. So that's really been the, the start of the whole passwordless experience as we know today. Microsoft released passwordless authentication based on the FIDO2 standard back uh, early last year. So it's been around. It was released initially for their Azure Active Directory, uh, their cloud platform. And that's you know, for those that were using Office 365 today, that's the, the back end behind that. That's kind of where it got started. But since that period of last year, we've seen a lot more announcements with other tech giants now, such as Apple and Google, announcing their support for passwordless login based on this FIDO2 standard. And now you know, it's gaining momentum and other players in the whole security ecosystem are releasing their support for the FIDO2 standard. So that's players like identity access management vendors, virtual private network vendors, and others all providing their support for this FIDO2 standard. So that's kind of the landscape of where we are today. What's driving the interest around this passwordless uh, security? I think the interest is being driven by two main drivers. And the first is security, as you said before. Our research uh, at Ubico consistently shows that over 80% of data breaches are as a result of stolen or compromised credentials, your username and password. And these data breaches commonly arise from phishing attacks. 
So where the user is tricked into providing their credentials, either a fake website or, or some other method. And there's been some considerably high profile, you know, very visible in the industry, attacks such as Colonial Pipeline in the United States, disrupting supply chains, Twitter themselves got hacked. More recently, Twilio, if you're familiar with Twilio, a provider of SMS services, they were breached as a result of phishing attacks. Some of them were using 2FA, uh, existing second factor authentication methods today. Down in our part of the world, there was recently a, a university that got data breach and 10,000 student records were compromised. So it's clearly a significant problem. So security needing to stop this phishing or being phishing resistant, which is what the FIDO2 standard does, is driving interest around passwordless. But security is just one thing. The second factor is around convenience. And this is the where the user comes in. Users want to have the security, but they want to make it simple and easy. And we all know the pain of passwords. You know, I think the statistic is about the average person has at least 100 different online accounts, each with their own different passwords and different requirements to change those passwords, different password strengths and so on. So to manage that for me as a user and you as a user, it's a nightmare, as we know. So... It's no wonder that we keep reusing the same passwords because we're lazy and it's too hard. And that therein lies the opportunity for people to be hacked. So if we can provide a solution that's secure, but also easy where we don't need to use or don't need to rely on the password, then that will drive adoption. So I think the combination of security on one hand and user convenience on the other is really driving people's interest in this. Hey, it sounds great. Can I use it? Now, the idea of using passwords to log into systems has been around for a while. And yeah. as is the, the idea, there's the solutions around IAM or identity yeah. security management and all that, they've been around for a while as well. Now, more recently, the proponents of the Zero Trust uh, Initiative have been calling for a slightly different way of, uh, or perhaps extending uh, the Ooh. security of systems. Right? How do you see passwordless security being applied onto this uh, zero trust initiative does it require a lot of effort for organizations to reintroduce uh, yeah. passwordless security if they're already implementing zero trust actually ironically it's one of the easiest things to implement when it comes to to zero trust and right. if we think about what is zero trust it's a foundation it's a principle where you trust no one either inside or outside of your organization so you need to understand and validate who is logging in to your systems and where they're logging in from. We're in the sort of work from home or work from anywhere today. So the traditional perimeter of your business being the physical building is no longer your perimeter. Identity, who you are, is the new perimeter. And so simply put, in a zero trust world, your login is your front door. Criminals don't break in, they log in. So you need to protect the front door which is your identity. And so when it comes to zero trust, the simplest way of doing that is make strong authentication at that front door, make the strongest level of security so that you really protect that front door. And the best way to do that is like you do in your house with a physical key, a security key like a YubiKey. Another component to zero trust is interesting as well. There's a lot of talk about endpoint management. Again, zero trust. Can I trust the device? So if you've got a, a key, how do you know that you trust that device? And the concept of attestation in a zero trust world is one that you need to trust the device that it's come from a manufacturer, that you know that the credentials that are on that are trusted and cannot be cloned. So that's where strong phishing resistant authentication, such as FIDO2, together with a physical security key like a YubiKey from a trusted supplier, that's really best practice in authentication in the zero trust world. Keep that front door 
as strong as possible. Looking back, is passwordless security today, uh, even with FIDO2, and I, I guess it's still fairly new relative to the tech industry, mm. is passwordless security still a long way off from becoming mainstream, as in... So is it a long way off? I think no is the short answer. We see it as kind of like a medium-term proposition in the next two mm. to three years before it can become mainstream. As I said before, Microsoft launched Passwordless over 12 months ago for Passwordless login to their Azure platform. We've seen a lot of interest in people trying that already. So what does the experience look like? Is it work? Is it safer? Doing a lot of proof of concept, testing of that. So there's a lot of interest in those early stages already. And as I said, the recent announcement from the tech giants of Apple and uh, Google stating their support for the FIDO2 and Passwordless authentication, that's bringing it into mainstream as well. We're using a term pass keys. So that's something we may hear a bit more about as well. So technically, a FIDO2 WebAuthn credential, that's a bit of a mouthful. So as we use the term password, the term pass key is being developed. And so we'll start hearing that a bit more. And it's certainly a lot easier to remember than FIDO2 WebAuthn credential. So it's about momentum, Alan. And you know, with the other players, the big tech giants really leading that, the momentum's building with the identity access management players, the virtual private network players, as I said before, they're all releasing their support for FIDO2. So will passwordless be mainstream? Yes, and that's why we think it's going to be something that's uh, you know, out there in the next two to three years where most people will be using it. What needs to happen for passwordless security to become part of everyday computing needs? Mm -hmm. There's supply and demand to become mainstream. And so what we're talking about, that last question was around the supply side. It's available. The technology is available. So the supply side is making it available. Then adoption comes from supply and demand meeting. So what has to happen on the demand side, the user side, to get that momentum going? And I think that's an area that we think about a lot. How do you encourage that adoption? Just because it's available doesn't mean everyone's going to use it. So do people who want security, they might jump on. The convenience, yeah, but how does it become mainstream? And you know, the US is an interesting example where the Biden administration have mandated the use of phishing-resistant authentication for all government agencies. And that means either a smart card or a FIDO2 standard. So the passwordless authentication is brought into government mainstream there. Then adoption will filter through because anyone doing business with the government will be required to show that they are phishing-resistant. And anyone doing business with someone doing business with the government will then be required. So that will facilitate adoption from the user side. But not everywhere is ready to mandate or enforce this. So we see many of the government recommending bodies for security encouraging it or stating it as best practice or it's highly recommended. So will that recommendation be enough to drive adoption? Will the convenience from the user point of view be enough to drive adoption? Will the security demand of being phishing resistant? So I think these are the things that will really, they need to happen. Supply and demand need to come together to really get it adopted into our mainstream and a part of every day. For the CISO and the CIO, in terms of reframing their security strategy, uh, what do they need to do in, to incorporate passwordless security? Yeah. And we, we will talk about this a lot with our clients, that it's security is important and we need to be strong as possible to be phishing resistant, as preventative as possible. And zero trust is another example of trying to prevent the bad things from happening as much as possible. 
but adoption is key. So how do you reframe this? You start with the groups that need the highest level of security and you give them the convenience of making it easy to do their job. So it's about this adoption. It's about transforming the way they do their business to make it easier. So this convenience will then kick in and it'll start to filter through. So I think yeah, education is, is a critical part for the CISO's role. We're doing this for a good reason, but it will be easy for you as well. And what we see in, in many of our customers, those that start with the YubiKey, for example, and passwordless, because they need to because of their role, go, hey, this is really easy. This is so much more fun almost because it takes away the hassle of password. I just log in. You know, it's four times faster to do that than other people looking over their shoulder going, oh, hey, you didn't do a password. You don't What, you don't remember your password? No? Okay, can I have one? So it starts to build its momentum once it's out there in common usage. From a CISO's point of view, you know, framing that, understanding the human dynamics making sure that people understand, educated on why they're doing it, the level of information that has to be protected in the organization. These are all factors that I think can be considered. Jeff, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CISO. Pleasure. Thank you so much. That was Jeff Schomburg, Vice President for Asia Pacific and Japan at Ubico, on the topic of taking passwordless authentication mainstream. You are listening in the Podchats for Future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now. Music